0: Hello, this is John and Connie coming to you live from our bedroom on a <laughs> Friday night. We've been listening to Sasquatch podcast shows. My wife likes Sasquatch. And how do we get off on that, Connie? Come over here.
1: You know, I don't
0: know. How do we even start listening to it? Do you remember the Genesis of this journey.
1: Why not we listen to Area 51 or something about UFOs and something just piqued my interest. I heard something about Sasquatch. And-
0: All I remember is we've got this bow stereo and what we do every night when we go to bed. Um, We're old so we don't do any of that other stuff but we have a web, there's a YouTube called Sing The Hours. It's this Catholic dude that's like a monk that sings, um, you know, The Divine Office. And then after that, we'll find a podcast to listen to. And I always listen to stuff like Crime Junkie, you know, Unsolved Crimes, Murder, Serial killers. And after about five years of that, she started... Uh, complaining about listening to that kind of stuff as we were falling asleep, which I guess ain't too good for you. So we put it on something else. That Or you know how you get on Spotify and you'll be playing something it'll just roll on to something else? Or is it YouTube that does that? It'll just kind of autoplay? I, I don't know.
1: I think that does, because it'll play, if you're on a certain channel, it'll play all the shows you know, consecutively.
0: Well, I remember is a few weeks ago, um, waking up in the middle of the night and hearing. A, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I think he's, that's
1: what it was. It was the intro. Was fascinating. It was just weird. To okay, think. the
0: name of the podcast that we were listening to is Sasquatch Chronicles. A dude named Wes, and I was kind of in a dream state hearing it. But the next day, you were telling it was a Saturday morning. The, you were saying, did you hear that with all the...
1: Oh, my gosh. It was very scary.
0: Yeah, all the Bigfoot sounds, the uh, different kinds, and some of them sound like a wolf howling.
1: Oh, I know what it was. And they started speculating on what could these creatures be if they're right. real. If people really said, and what are these creatures? Are they animals? Are they... Are they just some sort of ape that has yet to have been, you know, identified? Is it? What is it? And there was one show I heard, and they were talking about Nephilim. Yeah, and from the Bible. fallen angels, and they were talking about Genesis this, chapter six. Could this be like sightings of something that we're really probably not supposed to be seeing? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, in the Bible, Book of Genesis, chapter six. What are you doing? You got the light on bright. I don't have the light on. That's just the phone. But uh, (laughs) Genesis chapter 6, it talks about that there were giants on the earth. And then it says, and I never really caught it, both before and after the flood. Now think about that. Who told you
1: about that? Who told you about that the first time you ever heard of that between verse
0: 1 and verse 2? Well, that's something different. That's, uh, I know, but
1: it's a pre-adamant world. Yeah,
0: a pre-adamant world that all... Uh, Which they,
1: threw the whole timeline off that we'd always been taught.
0: Yeah, well, we went to seminary together, and the first, if you look in Genesis chapter 1, it's called the gap theory. If you look at Genesis chapter 1, it says... Very first verse of the Bible says, "In the beginning, God created heaven and earth." Period. Yeah, period. Then it starts all over, verse two, and I think it says, "And the Spirit of God moved or hovered over the waters, and earth was empty and without form, something like that." And it says that waters covered
1: void and without form and darkness,
0: and and the waters covered on
1: the face. Yeah, on the. And I'm
0: like, where the hell does water come from? I mean, if there's nothing here, you know, chaos. But yet, here's God, the Holy Spirit, and He's uh, moving over the waters. What waters? Where does water come from? You know, and then there's um,
1: and there was darkness.
0: Yeah, well, there's just you know, you, the Genesis, Genesis written in Hebrew, and you look up those words. And they're more catastrophic than they are um, the way they come out in the King James without form and all that. Uh, it was
1: chaos. There was no order. There was no... It was It was almost like something had occurred and he right. was fixing to change that.
0: Right. And, you know, that's just something that a lot of people overlook.
1: And he said, let there be light.
0: Because the way most people think about it, or the way I thought about it growing up, and I grew up Baptist, is that there was zero here, just empty space, and God spoke and there was light. God uh, spoke and there was land, and dry land, and all that. And it does say that later on. Wasn't like in Genesis 2 and 3? But in the first part, it just says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And then you got verse 2, And my question was, how long was it between verse 1 and verse 2? We don't know. Was it instantaneous or a billion, billion years? We don't know. And there's also an interesting passage in the New Testament. I think it's in 1st or 2nd Peter where it talks about the world that once was Mm -hmm. and a flood and a different flood. So there's some weird stuff in the Bible a lot of weird, weird stuff in the Bible. But the giants in the Bible, I did a, I looked it up the other day. You know how many times the Bible speaks of giants? Uh-uh.
1: Take a guess. I, I couldn't even guess. 32
0: many... times. Wow. 32 times the Bible speaks of giants. And you look that word up and there's different ways you can, that word can mean uh bully or violent man, and people say, well, maybe a giant back then was six foot tall because men were short, but then you read other scriptures, I think it's Amos chapter two. They're huge. Talks about men being as tall as trees, and mm-hmm. and how about this, do you remember when uh, Moses sent the 12 spies to look at
1: Canaan, mm-hmm.
0: what did they say?
1: They're giants, and we appear as ants. Grasshoppers. Grasshoppers.
0: Where do you get ants from? Well, I don't know. Some
1: kind
0: of insect. And yeah, because yeah, the, <laughs> the children of Israel, and that always makes me laugh because my youngest son, Brian, um, he always thought the children of Israel was a you know a bunch of little kids with bows and arrows and <laughs> swords and stuff. He really did. He
1: said, Daddy, where's all the grownups? ups <laughs> Yeah, how come the children of
0: Israel didn't have any? Where were their parents? Where were the parents of the children of Israel? And bless his heart, you know, it's hard to believe he's got an Instagram following of about 50,000 people. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a nerdy little kid. But, uh, 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 Catholicism, if you ever go to Instagram, his handle is Catholicism. And anyhow, you got a bunch of weird stuff in the Bible like Ezekiel's will, which people get mad when you take it literal. Ain't it funny that people get mad when you take the Bible literal and the Bible says there's giants in the land 32 times, Mm -hmm. men tall as trees.
1: Where'd they come from?
0: Okay, now, uh, in West Virginia, you can look in archives and find newspaper articles from, like, I guess, you know, the 1800s and stuff. I'm not talking about on Google, but, you know, old articles were the you know, the people that were settling in West Virginia, there was Indian mounds everywhere, and they would excavate or there would be a flood and things would wash out. And they would find skeletons that were 8, nine, ten feet tall, right? And uh, those are giants. And they have writings that where the Cherokee Indians said that there were uh, like pyramids and giants. That were here before they were here, right? Mm-hmm. So it's in the Bible. And so I don't get bent out of shape when there's some people that think that if there's UFOs and Bigfoot and spaceships and stuff, that that takes away from God. But it does it to me because the Bible that tells us as much about God as we can grasp, right? Also talks about a lot of stuff that is crazy, you know. Are you awake?
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking about all the parts of the Bible that talks about specific creatures. You know, the ones that are that circle the throne and.
0: And you talk about like in Revelation.
1: Yeah, and how they had all these heads, and eyes, and. Some of the heads
0: were animals' heads and, you know. And and people try to say, well, that's talking about this.
1: Or symbolic. Yeah,
0: it's symbolic. What if it ain't? I
1: know. What if it's just
0: (laughs) weird-looking creatures? How about this, you know, the bottomless pit in Revelation? I was thinking, what if that's a... Yeah, a work... No, I was thinking, what if that was just uh, St. John's way of saying a portal was opened. A portal.
1: Well and that's what in these that's what they were speculating about when they were talking about the Nephilim is what if what if there is some sort of a portal where Well and I believe that. You know, I believe that you know, the Bible says right now we see through a glass, a mirror, a glass dimly. Dim. And one Ooh. day we'll know everything. And we also know that as Catholics we believe in communion of the saints and we believe that You know, we're all one family on heaven and earth, and the only thing that really separates us is is a veil, you know, and how we can't see into the spirit realm, but it's real and it's there. And there are times where me as a hospice nurse, I've had experiences before with people who are passing talking to relatives, seeing them, or seeing angels at the foot of their bed. My mama did.
0: Mm-hmm. or
1: Because that veil becomes thinner and thinner as they begin to pass, and they do begin to see over into a, a realm that they can't see with their natural eyes, they see with their spirit eyes. And so it just makes you wonder if these things that people see sometimes aren't real. I mean, because they... The descriptions that they have and the experiences that they have sometimes, they are all so very similar. And I know some little lady in, you know, Eastaboga, who, t- who tells a story about something she saw in the woods, has not been listening to Sasquatch Chronicles and writing down details so she could tell a specific story. It's her story of something that she actually saw, you yet it her? matches something someone else. You met her? No, I'm telling you what my thoughts are on these people that have these experiences that are so similar to each other. It's like the UFO sightings. It's like, for instance, I saw that UFO when we lived out in uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma.
0: Is this when you were in rehab?
1: No. And, And I told you about it, what I saw. Yeah. I told you what, I described what Jennifer and I were standing in the parking lot. You know, it was flat area there's no mountains around there and there was just it was dark sky but the it was clear night the stars were out and this thing floated over the parking lot and i didn't have any way to really gauge how far above us it was but it was shaped like a black triangular kind of thing and it just kind of glided slowly across us and i could tell because it was blotting out the stars and it made no sound, and it had no lights at all, and I remember, you know, telling you about it, and you really didn't have a whole lot to say, and then, God bless her, Jennifer died, she was my only witness (laughs) that I saw it, and then, what, about... A month ago, you tell me you read an article and that there had been sighting UFO sightings of triangular objects yeah. there in that area at that very same well, time.
0: The thing about it is that happened in the in the late nineties. I don't even know if we had a computer. I don't even know if I knew what the internet is. But now you can look. You can just Google giant black kite looking UFO in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and you're gonna you're gonna get a you know a hit on it.
1: So, my point in saying that about the little lady in East Boga was, as an example, that I didn't study UFO sightings, and I Mm -hmm. had not been listening to podcasts. That was just my experience of what I saw, yet it matches what so many other people have seen. So, that leads you to believe that there was something very real to that. Just like these people that say they have seen a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot or a...
0: Well, you know what the...
1: Cat man or a dog man or whatever.
0: You know what the Indian word for Sasquatch means? Uh -uh. It just means wild man. Yeah. You know, some of these descriptions of Bigfoot, some of them I've heard, we've probably heard two or three (laughs) hundred witnesses. uh, A lot of them describe it as just like a... Bigfoot is a large, hairy man that's like eight foot tall with... A lot of hair, and the one seen here in Alabama, as a matter of fact, in St. Clair County, the lady described him as like an elderly human looking ape, like a hippie, said like he had hair growing, you know, all over his body, except so just his head, you know, like an old rock star that looked half ape.
1: Well, to me, human beings, for the most part, I find that most people are fascinated with horror movies, supernatural, spiritual movies, all that kind of stuff really does fascinate people. And so, when you start thinking about...
0: You're making a lot of noise, slapping your hands around.
1: The... the just how creative God is, and then you think about all these things that He's made that we have no idea about, because He does say, the secret things belong to me. So... It's all speculative, but it fascinates me. It just makes me think, makes me want to um, study more about God and study more about angels. And the. you fact know that what
0: the we... word angel means? Guardian? No. What? It means messenger. Yeah. That's all it means, messenger. Hey, you know um, what you were saying a while ago, we were talking about portals. Yeah. What about when Jesus, James, and John went on the very tip top of that mountain? Yeah. And there was a great light, and a, there, I think metamorphosis was the word, the Greek word, uh, where they just transformed from the inside out with light. Mm-hmm. Remember, it said brighter than any man could bleach them. And there you got uh, Moses and Elijah talking to Jesus. <clears throat> well, what about mean,
1: when Moses came down from the mountain, how his face glowing. glowed?
0: Yeah. yeah. What was that? He had to wear something, didn't he? Yeah. And he put a hood over his head so people it. wouldn't see the glow go yeah. away.
1: Yeah, what was that from?
0: Yeah, and what about there's a, a place in Genesis, it may be Exodus, where it says that God stood on a sphere, SPH, like a glass, a disc. What is that? Yeah. What is Elijah's chariot yeah a chariot comes down you
1: have people like our son brian
0: he wigs out that
1: really bothers him to think that way because it takes away the in his mind the supernatural of god because humans have gotten so close to creating some of the things that Mm -hmm. have been described in the bible
0: i think it for him or people like him they would think it mechanicalizes god
1: it takes away the
0: supernatural. Takes away the spiritual. But then again, I mean you just watch some of these old movies we grew up seeing like the Ten Commandments. And when the God was judging the Egypt, you think about it, what were the judgments about? Gods they worshiped. Yeah. They had dog men.
1: They did. The hieroglyphics. Yeah, the, what okay. did the I, the on cave walls and what in the pyramids in, Egypt, in the, the pyramids tombs. they they had heads what, like animals. they got a word
0: for them do you remember it uh, they do you have a word yeah i can't
1: think what it's an
0: egyptian word and what it is it's like a egyptian soldier body with a like a dog head oh gosh what are they called i can't
1: think what they're called right we'll now we'll
0: remember after this too late to... But all this stuff's already in the Bible is what I'm saying. And I'll tell you something that's really weird and I don't want nobody to Google this. (laughs) So
1: let us tell you about
0: it. (laughs) When when we were in seminary in Oklahoma, there was a book I got where this lady uh, tried to say that she knew where heaven was physically. And she said that the planet of Saturn is the literal heaven, you know, where God is and everything. Saturn. And boy, she's got about 800 Bible verses and this and that where she strings it together. And what's really neat, you know what she said? And I know I'm probably wigging out some listeners. Look, if you're, first time you ever listen to this podcast, this is just off the wall, okay? We're just regular redneck Catholics, okay? So, but... She described, you know, the cherubim, you know, the ark yeah, of the covenant yeah. that they kept in the tabernacle. Yeah,
1: with the uh, wings covering.
0: Yeah, the wings, mm-hmm. the wings, seraphim, cherubims, whatever. And you got this rectangle box, which is the ark. And inside the ark is what? Aaron's bud, the, Aaron,
1: the command. Manna, yeah.
0: the tablets, okay. And now, you know, that's gone away, but you got the, you know, here in the church age, you know, at Mass, we've got the same thing. We've got those two big winged creatures up there Yep. at church right underneath by this, the crucifix. Right by the tabernacle. Well, she just said that's a chariot, a spaceship. This is what this lady said. She said the ark is like a seat, and God sits and take this out. She said God... Sits on this art thing that's like a spaceship, a chair, a pilot seat, and the wings are the wings of the spaceship, you know, the cherubims. And you know how at church when the priests and deacons start swinging the smoke bombs around the incense, you got all this smoke and it's Mm -hmm. getting all smoked up and cloudy in there, Mm -hmm. and you got these uh, cherubs, the wings sticking out right there at mass, and all the gold and the uh, colors that are reflecting there in mass every Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, and all the candle lights. Mm-hmm. Well, she says, this is this lady. She said that describes some type of vehicle that God uses to travel around in. She said that the tabernacle that they built in the wilderness that Moses built, during the 40 years where they was running around Mm -hmm. rebellious. She says, if you look at all that description in Leviticus and and Exodus and such, that if you was to lay down on your back inside that thing, and when they lit the candles, that the gold rings and stuff would glisten, and the cherubims and stuff, and because the... uh, You remember how it said it had all these fabrics, heavy purple and dark and all covering the tabernacle mm-hmm. she said that that would be like looking up at space and seeing all the golden golden all uh, parts that were hammered out and the rings holding the curtains and the rods. she was like screaming and this is the freaking solar system this is god's
1: share all this
0: She, I don't know who comes. I don't know. Maybe she heard a podcast. I don't know. This is a long time ago. Now, this same lady, I have to remember her name, the same lady wrote another book about that Jesus was coming back on May the 18th, 1998, which was when we were graduating that week. And I was bummed out because I'm thinking, Man, we left the police department and your nursing job <laughs> to go to this crazy as hell Pentecostal seminary. For, you know, gave away everything to go there. Now I read this book, and this lady says Jesus is coming back the week after we graduate. <laughs> I was bummed out, but all no. anyhow. What was the name of that book? Something about Sadducees
1: in eighty-eight. Remember that, that, like, that's
0: a different one. This oh, is Saturn. Lots of people
1: have come out with all that kind of stuff.
0: Well, she had a bunch of. She could show you. She would quote the scriptures out of Psalms and stuff that actually mentions planets and names and stuff that you never do notice because you got to admit, when you're reading some of that Old Testament. Your mind can wander. You
1: know, I bet God gets the biggest laugh out of us, do not
0: he? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Trying to figure him out.
0: <laughs> well, he's pretty funny himself when I listen to the Divine Office and I uh, hear you know, him singing God's, what God is saying about the people of Israel.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, being <laughs> stiff-necked. You know how when you're mad at me and you won't look at me and I reach over and grab your chin to... You know, twist your head around to look at me to smile, and you and you bow that neck up. It's a stiff neck, mm. and like when God tells Israel, "Don't be cocky, because I chose you." You thinking you were good? I chose you because you were the worst people on this planet to work with to showcase my grace. You know, so God is funny to me. He's a very funny guy. You read book Book of Proverbs about. You know when you go meddling in somebody's business, and it's like going up to a sleeping dog and wringing its nose, and the you know the Bible says when you wring a dog's nose, it's like bringing forth Tears. blood. Yeah, it's like bringing <laughs> forth your own blood. you are fixing to get mauled. And we when we we're dating, we read that we get bored in church and read those. You know, stuff in Proverbs and start laughing. The preacher got mad but at it's us. Told better to dwell in the corner of a rooftop.
1: Yeah, and think so about for it. all kinds of violent storms than to dwell with the cantankerous. Yeah, I mean that's God.
0: <laughs> if if Proverb, if Solomon and them was really writing God's work, you know, if that's the God's the God's inspired work, then that is God telling us it's better to be on your roof during a violent thunderstorm than to have to share a bed with your wife. You know what? <laughs> nagging women and all that stuff. The Bible talks about nagging women, Hey,
1: don't it? What about when it talks about stupid young men More, being boy, enticed by yeah, a woman?
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think it's Proverbs 8 and 11. It talks about getting seduced by a woman. Being led by the. It says... This says void of understanding, <laughs> void of exactly. sense.
1: void of understanding.
0: <laughs> it is funny the way it's worded. And how about Song of Solomon? They're talking. They said our little sister has no breast. You know, <laughs> we
1: are way off. What time <laughs> is?
0: <laughs> it's getting too late for this. But anyhow, we just wanted to share our um, little bedtime chatter after listening to a sasquatch. Well, we listened to. Uh, the monks sing the divine office in Latin. Then we go from that to Sasquatch. So I guess we're pretty weird, but we'll see you next time. It was nice talking. Say bye.
1: Good night.